Welcome to Geographers Without Borders, brought to you by Women in GIS. This interview-style podcast brings you guests from around the world to share about their niche in geography. From GIS to urban planning to marine biology, scientists and professionals around the world use the science of geography to solve problems critical to humanity every day. Stick around for the end of the episode to find out more about getting involved in Women in GIS. And now your host, Shannon Fox Day. Welcome to a bonus episode of Geographers Without Borders, brought to you by Women in GIS. I'm your host, Shannon Fox Day, and in this special episode, Katie Grillo has rejoined us to talk about her experience presenting at the Esri UC 2023 Plenary. Listen now. So, Katie, you recently gave a presentation as part of the Esri UC Plenary in 2023, just a couple weeks ago at San Diego. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm super excited and proud of that experience. So happy to to jump back on with you and talk about it a little bit here. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. Tell us a little bit about the whole part of being selected to speak at the plenary. Did you enter or did someone else on your team enter? Did you submit something yourselves? Did Jack appear to you? in a dream and tell you to to come to submit your work? How did it go? I wish it was something like that, or maybe I don't, I don't know, but, <laughs> but no, my, and for me, I, so I first went to the UC, I think it was back in 2016 was my first time. And Shannon, I know you've been, for other people that have been, when you go to that plenary session and you walk in the room, you hear that that song playing and all the visuals up on all these screens. There's just thousands of people. I just geeked out and I thought this is the coolest thing ever. And when I saw the first person come out on that stage, well, besides Jack, the first speaker come out on that stage, I said, I want to do that. That is so cool. What an amazing way to share your work with the entire GIS world, right? So it's something that I've really wanted. And last year I was at the UC and I ended up watching the plenary with a whole bunch of these incredible women that have been on stage. And I just started talking to all of them and I was like, I want to do this. I'm going to do this. You know, we changed it from, I want to, to I'm going to. And so I pitched an idea to a couple of folks at Esri and nothing was really sticking, but then kind of out of the blue, I got contacted and they said that they were looking for a very specific story and that some of the 3D work that we do in Cambridge might be a good fit. And they knew how badly I wanted to do it. So ended up working out. And I will never forget when I got the official news that we were going to be up on that stage. I was in this very chill, quiet coffee shop. And I was up at the at the register ordering some lunch. And I looked down at my phone got the news and I screamed in this coffee shop. I was just like, what? Are you kidding me? And everyone looked at me and I think my response to the room was just, yep, sometimes like like dreams are coming true over here. Dreams are coming true. <laughs> oh, that is so great. I would have screamed too. Although I think maybe myself and some of our listeners are part of the people who would have screamed more in terror. Uh, because yeah. public speaking is terrifying. So I think it's incredible that you saw that and said, you know what, I want to be 
up there. I hope one day to have that kind of confidence and, and drive to get up there. Once you got selected and you find out what, what were the next steps? What did you and your team have to do to prepare for this? Now you've got this whole thing. How do you break it to work? What do you need to do to get ready for this, this massive undertaking? Yeah. And it, and it was a massive undertaking. So honestly, it was a lot more than, than I or my colleagues expected. And I think part of that was that, so Esri folks flew out to meet us in Cambridge to kind of do a whole, it was a whole week of sort of interviews and conversations to try to figure out everything that we do in the city of Cambridge, which there's a lot. And specifically with the 3D program, we've been doing that for 10 years. So there was sort of this exploratory phase. And then the next few months were really about trying to narrow that, that down into a very concise story. You know, we were only up on stage for nine minutes. And how do you condense 10 years into nine minutes? It was really challenging. So we had to build a lot of demos, a lot of visualizations specifically for this presentation. And the whole reason for that was really to just try to make it as easy as possible for us to tell the story. And once we got closer to the actual date, we ended up, you know, just kind of spending a lot more time with each other in Cambridge, but a lot more time with Esri folks from all over the world. We flew out to Redlands a whole week before the conference and spent an entire week in Redlands sort of finalizing things and writing our script. And then we went to San Diego the weekend before the conference. So we got into San Diego on Friday, spent all day Saturday, I mean, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Saturday at the convention center, working on getting ready. And that included all kinds of of um, mic checks, you know, we had to wear our mics. We had to go walk out on that stage. We had the lights shine in our face. We had to do wardrobe checks and all kinds of other stuff. So it was, it was a lot. There's a lot that goes into this, and I want to give a shout out to the the whole production team and everyone at Esri because they really did an amazing job to guide us through the process and to make sure that when we walked out on that stage in front of fourteen thousand people it didn't really feel like it was the first time I was doing it, which I thought is a true testament to how they really prepare the speakers. Wow. So it's truly a custom presentation that you have developed. I'm For people who haven't been, the plenary is these great speakers and, and all sorts of people doing all sorts of different things in the, in the GIS world. And it's very cool. But so you, they came to you and you made this whole presentation based on telling that story for this specifically for the plenary, which is so completely unique, which is so, so cool. I can't imagine the amount of work and 14,000 people is no laughing matter. I think that was like the population of my undergrad college. You know, that's a lot of people in basically one space watching you, many of them watching yeah. all at once. 20,000 registered this year. So it was live streamed. They have, they have an overflow room at the actual convention center. So they estimated 20,000 people. <laughs> no pressure, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and really living on in perpetuity. I have already seen you. I think you're part three of the plenary recordings. So if people do want to catch you, that's where you are at, I believe. Is that correct? Part two. Part, part two. two. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so check out the ArcGIS Reality presentation. That one came right before ours. Nice. And that really sets the stage to talk about some of this new 3D visualizations and 3D data. And then our story was how does local government leverage that to do all sorts of visualizations and analysis. So it's kind of a two-parter, which for us was really exciting to kind of team up with Esri to really, and that's why I mentioned we had to build out some of these new demos because we have a lot of content at the city, but not all of it is public facing. We have some stuff that's just behind the scenes for city staff. And we had to try to find ways to expose some of that while keeping to a very specific uh, sort of timeline and story for the presentation itself. Yeah, definitely. Lots of constraints and nine minutes is not a lot of time at all. No, not at all. Especially when you when we did a cameo with MIT as well. So we had a little sort of um, a little sort of special segment in the middle of our city of Cambridge chat, which was really exciting too, to be able to collaborate with the universities here in Cambridge. Oh yes, that's true. I remember that part. Tell me what, tell us what Jack approved is. Yeah, so I mentioned that we were out in Redlands for a whole week doing preparations for, for this thing. And at sort of towards the end of your time in Redlands, you have this major milestone where you actually have to present in front of Jack. So to be honest with you, I was more nervous about that than I was about the 14,000. You know, there's something so much more intimate about just one person. And I felt more pressure for that. But honestly, it went great. And Jack had really wonderful feedback for us. And I mean, he he spent a lot of time in Cambridge, so he's familiar with our city. And he was really excited to see the work that we'd done. So he was really happy with our presentation. And and the Jack approval process is that once your presentation has been sort of vetted and approved, you get this little patch that says Jack approved. It's got a picture of him with a little thumbs up. And it's just a, like a, a silly little adorable collector's item type thing for, for us GIS nerds, I guess. <laughs> I love it. What is something people wouldn't expect about being a presenter in the plenary? So I was really surprised that it's all live, that there's no teleprompter. So you have to memorize your entire script. And it is definitely a script because, as I said, you have to stick to that timing. You have to make sure that you're getting the right messaging across because there's so many people in that audience. So we had a script, but no teleprompter. So you had to memorize just like the old high school play days. <laughs> And then it's also live in the sense that all the demos are live. None of that is pre-recorded. So I was the one that was driving. I drove for myself and my my boss, Jeff Romero, was, was up there speaking with me. So I drove live demo for seven straight minutes. And that was nerve-wracking, <laughs> not only to make sure that I'm saying the right thing, but to make sure that I'm timing it with the right clicks. And this is where going back to the idea of those demos, we had to make them really, really specific to what we were saying so that it would minimize the amount of like clicks and bookmarks and changing of tabs and other stuff like that. You wanted it to be really, really condensed down. So I think I had like 15 tabs up there and I literally had to click through each one and click through every demo and thankfully everything loaded. <laughs> They've got good, good Wi-Fi, good network connection there. So no internet issues, but that was definitely a big uh, stressor or surprise and, and concern for me up there. 
Absolutely. That's for me, that's like a new fear unlocked having to do the actual demo of the clicking for everyone. That's like the point where you accidentally click on a weird ad or a tab starts playing music. I feel like for, for me anyways, that's what would happen if I was doing it. So yeah, you had to build a checklist. So we had this printed out sheet that had a list of every website and then everything you had to do to set that up. Like for example, you open the neighborhood web scene and close the layers list or open the legend or, you know, you had to make sure that every page was set up perfectly so that everything would just be displayed for you ahead of time. So thankfully there wasn't a lot of room for those accidental things because as I said, with the production team, they really set you up for success. So I was told to make that checklist. And then every day it's Katie, where's your checklist? Where's the checklist? <laughs> you know, and I had it. And I, I feel like I memorized that checklist almost as much as I memorized my own lines. So it really helped to minimize the stress when you're actually up there. That's actually such a great idea for regular presentations. I think having that list there that you could refer to if you were doing a demo or someone on your team is doing a demo. So that's a really great idea, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. And we set it up so that you had the, you're opening an application, but then what actions are you doing? And those actions were kind of written out in line with the script that we were reading. It was really helpful. Definitely. So last question, what would you recommend to other geospatial professionals who are interested in presenting at the plenary? Ooh, I would say network. I mean, my success came from just putting myself out there and telling everyone that I wanted this. <laughs> I think I probably told about a hundred Esri staff that I wanted to be on that stage. And so it was kind of just like planting the seeds. And then when it came time for them to try to, you know, they look for, they do look for very specific topics. You know, each year has a theme, each year kind of has a story that's being told through the plenary. So I think it's really just putting yourself out there so that the light bulb moment comes for them to, to think of you. So network, network, <laughs> and reach out to me. I'm more than happy to chat with folks more about this experience or more about what I did and who I spoke to and make connections if that helps as well too. Awesome. That's so kind of you. I love how there's a part of it that's kind of, you spoke it into existence, but also you leverage that network, which you say, and it's not about what you know, it's about who you know, but it actually is more, it's not about what you know, it's about who knows you. And so mm -hmm. by leveraging your network and putting that out there and speaking it into existence, when they thought of, hey, we need someone for this, that they thought of you. So of course, which is such a great thing. Think about it now. If, if, if it's a goal, maybe for next year or two years or three years from now, that's okay. Just keep talking to people about it. Like I said, 2016 was the first time I saw that stage and knew I wanted it. So if you know you want it and you're a nerd like me who just wants to scream about how much you love maps from the biggest stage in GIS, then keep talking about it. Keep talking to people about it and you can make it happen. Definitely. So for our listeners, again, if you want to see Katie's presentation at the Esri UC 2023 plenary, it's part two of three. And it is the, you probably can say it all better than I can because you had all of the practice. So I will, I will. Well, we can also put the link in the show notes. Yes. If that's an option. We yeah. Can. So we can, 
share the link in the show notes. And I also have a fun video that I posted up on LinkedIn that shows some of the pictures and videos from behind the scenes. So maybe we can link to that too. <laughs> yes, I saw that and I loved it. Thank you so much for sharing because I never knew that there was so much things happening. Yeah. Thank you so much, Katie, for coming for a little update and I appreciate it. And you did a great job. Congrats on the presentation and all of the things. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And really happy to share this and share this, this story and this experience with people. So thank you, Shannon. Women in GIS or WEGIS is an international professional and social advocacy group for those who identify as women and their allies. The aim of WEGIS is to serve as a safe place in the geospatial industry to work towards overcoming common barriers for those who identify as women might face. We foster relationships and resource sharing among members and institutions. WEGIS is a consortium of advocates from academia, government, and private industry designed to advance the presence of women in GIS. Want to learn more about getting involved in women in GIS? Visit our website at womenngis.org or you can email us at admin at womenngis.org. The links are below in the show notes.